Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. All right, so we have an abbreviated show tonight, but we still have a show, and that's the key point. We'll be together till 7 o'clock, and then I'll wish you farewell on your Thanksgiving journey. And we got a lot to talk about because I was figuring it was just going to be a slow day and just nonsense, but then we had this not-terror attack on the Rainbow Bridge connecting the United States-Canada. Not terror attack is what I'm told by the governor of New York. I'm just wondering if you buy that narrative or not. That's the breaking news. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. And uh, it is the 60th anniversary of the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. And we still have a lot of unanswered questions. But we do have some answers when it comes to what Americans think about federal agent involvement in J6, January 6th, the high holy day of the left. Because there's a new poll on that, and it's interesting because Democrats, Republicans, and independents are all saying the same thing. And I'll tell you what they're saying, but it's the reason why the left's January 6th narrative is falling apart. And Senator Claire McCaskill, former senator, now an MSNBC hack, actually defends Mussolini and Hitler as she attacks Donald Trump. I've never heard anything like this before in my life, but she actually defended Mussolini and Hitler as she attacked Donald Trump. This is a, this is a take you'll only hear from me, of course, which is why you listen to this show, because you get to hear things that you don't hear other places. But I'll give you that perspective in the six o'clock hour as well. And we'll talk about what happened in New York or what didn't happen in New York, because it seems like we just don't really have a sense of what happened. I, I have a hard time. I guess I have a hard time believing Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York. I guess you can say I have a little bit of a hard time believing her and maybe this is because i need a misinformation class sponsored by the state of new york perhaps maybe i just didn't go to misinformation school the state-run misinformation education camp that she wants to set up for the state of new york but i don't know you know i'm just thinking to myself i don't know i'm just thinking maybe possibly there's more to the story than meets the eye so we'll uh we'll we'll find out we'll figure that out and we'll talk about that together, obviously, in the next hour or so. But um, busy time. And two, you know, as we talk about Joe Biden and his presidency and the poll numbers that are coming out, and they're devastating poll numbers for Joe Biden. I mean, they really are. They're just not good. This weekend, the Democrats are going to be asking themselves a lot of questions, a lot of questions, because <clears throat> some of the defense that I've heard today is, well, you know, um, there is a long time to go between now and and the end of the year or a year from now, a year from now when it's election day. <clears throat> and while that's true, there's a long way to go. I guess the question that I have to ask you is uh, how much worse does Joe Biden get between now and a year from now? Because that's something Democrats don't want to talk about. They don't want to talk about how bad it gets for Joe Biden a year from now. They want to act like it's just going to be the same. But we've seen the rapid uh, de-escalation of Joe Biden. We've seen this. So now the only question is, one year from today, what does it look like for Joe Biden? What does it look like? And I don't have an answer to that because I think, well, I mean, I have an opinion of that. And the opinion is that it's going to be even worse. It's going to be even worse for him. 
it's going to be really bad. He's just he's he's just he's declining in such a way that it's just you can't save him at this point. It's elder abuse. There's just no no other way of putting it. But the Democrats know they got a problem because they don't exactly have anyone waiting in the wings, or do they? That's the question. I'll tell you where Joe Biden is spending his uh, Thanksgiving. If you if you're wondering where you're going this Thanksgiving, I guess you know wherever you're headed, it's probably wonderful. It's going to be great. You're going to have a blast. But if you want to know where the president of the United States is spending Thanksgiving, then you'll have to know that he's spending it uh, up in Nantucket at a very, very lavish estate with a very, very rich, rich person. That's where the president of the United States of America is going. He's going up to spend time in a very rich mansion with one of the richest men in the entire country. That's what the president of the United States is doing for this Thanksgiving. They're returning to billionaire David Rubenstein's $39 million Nantucket estate. Joe and Jill Biden. This sounds like a great place, by the way. In the must-win state of Massachusetts, he's going to be doing a tree lighting and campaigning and walking down the streets and talking to people because, you know, the swing state of Massachusetts. Right. So this uh, sprawling compound worth $38.9 million uh, nestled along the Nantucket Harbor. Very nice. It sounds just absolutely beautiful. Nantucket this time of year. And the official agenda remains largely vacant, so insiders anticipate a laid-back sojourn. But he will have a scheduled chat with U.S. Armed Forces on Turkey Day. And then he may meander through downtown on Friday, Friday and reportedly has plans to cap the day at Main Street's annual tree-lighting shindig, as he did last year with his wife Jill and other family members in tow. So uh, it looks like a beautiful place. I mean, it looks like a sprawling mansion. I'm sure it's got a very low carbon footprint, too. You know what I mean? I'm sure this house runs by hamsters and just uh, battery powered, complete the whole thing. I doubt there's any fossil fuels used whatsoever to heat this massive compound. That is thirty eight point nine billion dollars, million dollars with several, several houses and a massive pool on the outside, a massive pool. On the inside, and I'm betting that the pool is not heated, because obviously, why would why would a billionaire have a heated pool? He'd love to get in a nice chilly pool like everybody else. I mean, to heat it would require a heating source, which of course would be bad for climate. So I can't imagine he would do that. But the despite the breathtaking views that paint the canvas of sunrise and sunset, Rubenstein, a man of industry, jets with a rock on his lawn that boldly declares, "I'd rather be working." That's refreshing because Joe Biden obviously would rather be money laundering. So it's refreshing that that rock is there. I'd rather be working. Joe Biden has never actually worked in his life. He's always been a government hack, as you know. And uh, he has a girlfriend, I guess. But um, he's confessed to spending a mere 12 days annually at the pic. Oh, I'm sorry. He has an ex-wife. Well, I, I think she probably fared pretty well in that divorce. But anyway, the Rubenstein guy, he says he only spends 12 days there annually, preferring the hustle and bustle of business over the serene aisle life. How many days does Joe Biden spend in the White House annually? I think that's probably 12, right? I mean, Rubenstein says he spends 12 days at his Nantucket retreat and the rest of the time he spends working. I think Joe Biden spends 12 days in the White House and the rest of the time he probably spends, uh, well, in Delaware, on the beaches, the beaches of Delaware and and. Uh, uh, more beaches and beach chairs and napping on beach chairs and then Nantucket. But if it's Thanksgiving weekend, and I understand you're the president, you need a break, but you're running for re-election, you go to the must-win state of Massachusetts? What's the matter? You couldn't campaign in New Jersey or California this weekend? Why is he not going to a state that actually might be a swing state and walk around with the people on Thanksgiving weekend? Hmm? Doesn't sound like a very good candidate to me. All right, I got a big 6 o'clock hour coming up for you. We're going to go live and local, baby. Uh, latest on the New York terror, not terror attack. We'll figure it out together. Don't go away. The Seoli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All right, as we continue along here on the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, it is me, Rich, with you. We are live and give you the latest on the vehicle explosion incident near the U.S.-Canada border which prompts a bridge closure. And uh, what happened exactly? 855-839-1210 is the number if you want to listen or join in the show. On Twitter, of course, at Rich Zioli. And 60 years after the death of the murder of President John F. Kennedy, 
there's still so many questions, so many unresolved issues, and so many classified documents. Why? Why are there still to this day so much the government is keeping from us? Hmm? That is the question. We shall talk about that tonight, obviously, as the show goes on. The other thing, too, is that it has been 60 years since Kennedy uh, was assassinated. And there are still let there's still so many questions, so many questions that are unresolved regarding John F. Kennedy's assassination. In fact, earlier today, I tweeted out a tweet from Jack Carr. And, you know, Jack Carr is brilliant and Jack Carr gets it. And Jack Carr is a guy who asks a lot of questions. Jack Carr is a guy who figures it out and he and he asks the right questions. And I think that that is what makes him so good. That's what makes him so good. So this is what he said today regarding the 60th anniversary of John F. Kennedy's death. He said, President Kennedy was assassinated on November 22nd, 1963. The Warren Commission report was issued to President Johnson on 24 September 1964 and was made public three days later. It concluded that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. In 1975, Senator Frank Church chaired the Senate Select Committee to study governmental operations with respect to intelligence activities. Their report concluded that government investigations into the assassination by the FBI and the CIA were fundamentally flawed. In 1976, the U.S. House Select Committee on Assassination was established to investigate the assassinations of President Kennedy and Martin Luther King Jr. The committee released their report in 1979. It is available through the National Archives, although some documents remain sealed. Page 97, quote, the committee found that to be precise and loyal to the facts it established, it was compelled to find that President Kennedy was probably killed as a result of a conspiracy. In 1992, Congress passed the JFK Assassination Records Collection Act, releasing additional documents in 1998 and setting a 2017 date for the release of all the remaining documents. 2017, despite having over two decades to prepare, the CIA intervened at the last minute, citing national security concerns, according to a White House memo. The deadline for their release passed. The next deadline for release was scheduled for the 26th of October of 2021. President Joe Biden released a memo citing pandemic-related concerns for yet another delay. The president's statement read, quote, Releases should not be made in haste. Temporary continued postponement is necessary to protect against indefinable harm to the military defense, intelligence operations, law enforcement, or the conduct of foreign relations that is of such gravity that it outweighs the public interest in immediate discussion. The remaining documents underwent an extensive one-year review, and 13,173 documents were released on December 15th of 2022, with additional documents made public throughout the first half of 2023. As of right now, at this moment, 60 years after the assassination of President John F. Kennedy, 4,600 and 84 documents remain classified either in whole or in part in violation of the 1992 law. Now, you may question the narrative around the assassination of John F. Kennedy. You may question this narrative. And I understand if you do, because you know what? A lot of people do question the narrative around John F. Kennedy. And you got to ask yourself the question, too. Don't you think that when we find out what the government is capable of doing, in terms of using its powers against us, against, you know, its police state powers. Does anything surprise you anymore? So I had a great conversation with somebody today about this, and he brought up the movie JFK, which I'll probably watch this weekend, and then I brought up the movie In the Line of Fire, because the Secret Service agent, who was the one you see crawling on the back of the car, that's the character they base Clint Eastwood's character on, on in the movie The Line of Fire, as one of Kennedy's... Secret Service agents who winds up going back on detail years later. John Malkovich plays a very sinister would-be assassin to the president of the United States. And uh, it's a great movie. It really is. Uh, it's a, I, I think it's fantastic. But the thing about it, though, is that this former Secret Service agent has revealed new details that may contradict the narrative around the JFK magic bullet theory. He was on with Brian Kilmeade this morning on Fox News. And the question is... Uh, is Gerald Posner right? Because Gerald Posner, who I've had on the show before, is a great investigative journalist. He wrote the definitive book called Case Closed. And in the book Case Closed, he says and proves without a shadow of a doubt that it was, in fact, Lee Harvey Oswald acting alone. 
Now, the question, of course, is if that's the case, then why do the, why is the government still not releasing four thousand six hundred and seventy five documents? See what I mean? This is what I wonder. How come the government is holding all this back from us? If there really was no conspiracy, if there was nothing there, then just reveal the truth. Let us know the truth. Why can't you just tell us the truth? Why are you hiding something? Why are you hiding what this information? See, this is why people begin to just doubt the government completely and begin to have their theories. And you're allowed to. I mean, you, you can have any theory you want at this point, as far as I'm concerned. You have any theory you want. Because if, as long as the government keeps these things secret from us, well, you know, and you have a right to conjure up any thought in your mind. And I know and we know that there's a lot of reasons around why there could have been a conspiracy to kill President John F. Kennedy. We know that. But in my from my perspective, if there's if it's just Oswald who killed him and acted, killed him and acted, acted alone and was just one shooter. Why 60 years later are all these documents classified? Why? Just explain this to me. This is what I cannot figure out. And this is why I have a hard time believing people. I have a hard time believing the, the, the narrative of the government. That's why I, dist- I distrust what they tell us. Greg Price put out the following today. 60 years ago today, JFK was assassinated. It, comes less than, it came less than three years after firing the longest-serving CIA director in American history, Alan Dulles, after the Bay of Pigs, and less than a year after rejecting Operation Northwoods, a CIA plan to conduct false flag terror attacks to justify another invasion of Cuba. Now, speaking of Cuba, Justin Trudeau has announced that there are several bridges that are being closed in Canada. Johnny Cook's asking a great question on Twitter, which is, what if it wasn't explosives? What if it wasn't EV? I put that in the form of a question because I obviously don't know, but it's worth asking. That's fair. I mean, that's true. If a 100-mile-an-hour electric vehicle smashes into a bridge in Canada, does it blow it up? Does the vehicle blow up? Yeah, these things have an absolute, absolute danger of blowing up. So they might cover that up, too. In fact, that may, they may be more worried about that than a terrorist attack because it might hurt sales of green vehicles and then get in the way of their green agenda. In fact, they may do more to try to cover that up than if it was a terrorist attack. But nevertheless, here is Governor Kathy Hochul of New York today telling us that it was not a terror attack. Take a listen. The world is watching to find out what happened here. And again, at a time when there's such high anxiety, stress levels are already high. And we've been on heightened alert since October 7th. That's why it's so important for me to stand here and tell the world based on what we know at this moment. And again, anything can change. There is no sign of terrorist activity with respect to this crash. We've identified that this is a local individual, a Western New Yorker. Two individuals died in the, the vehicle. The Border Patrol individual working in the booth was injured. The booth literally protected that individual. They went to the hospital with minor injuries and have been released. All right, so the question is, do you believe her that it was not a terrorist attack? Do you, do you believe the governor of New York, or do you have your doubts about this? We've been told that the border's wide open and terrorists are coming in. And we've also been told by Christopher Ray, the FBI director, just what, last week? Just last week that uh, there are people on the known terror watch list who have come into this country. We were also, we've also been told by the FBI director, Christopher Ray, that Hamas wants to strike inside the United States of America. Our, our national security forces have all been telling us that Hamas wants to attack here in America. So I guess the question is, what do you believe? Here is uh, Eric Sean from Fox News reporting on what is being called an attempted act of terrorism. Now, oh, I'm sorry, this is a different cut, too. This is the governor of New York who says it certainly was an accident. She says, no, she's not certain it was an accident. All right, here's cut two. Take a listen. Any questions? Well, can you explain what you're basing that determination on, that there was no terrorist activity here and instead calling this a horrific act? That's based on my briefings with experienced law enforcement, with the FBI, Homeland Security, and the Customs and Border Protection. Uh, they, are, uh, they brought experts. They're still analyzing this, but there's been no indication based on any online threats, anyone taking credit for anything, all the usual areas you look to identify whether or not there's a group involved at this time. At this time, You hear me say this at this time a dozen times because it is still unfolding, but I didn't want to leave the public un- with a lot more anxiety than they need to have at this time. So there's just, I just want to be perfectly clear, there is no evidence to show at this time that this was a terrorist activity. 
There is no evidence at this time that this was a terrorist activity. And that's what I want to make very clear to the public, just to calm everybody down. It's really important because uh, based on what's happening in other parts of the world, everybody is on edge. And this is an international border. And we've always felt the vulnerability there. But this was a, a you know, I won't call it an accident. It has not been determined to be an accident. Uh, you don't know whether the, intent, the driver was intentional in how they drove. We do not know that. All I know is there was a horrific accident, I won't call it an accident, horrific incident, a crash, an explosion, loss of life, but at this time, no known terrorist connection. At this time, no known terrorist connection. I guess I'm just so cynical at this point. I just have such a hard time believing all these people. I really do. And maybe it is just an accident. Maybe it was an electric vehicle that exploded, to Johnny Cook's point on Twitter. Maybe it was. Maybe the guy was drunk. Maybe the guy was high. Maybe the guy, who knows? But I, I just, I, what, what infuriates me is that immediately I have to call BS on almost everything these people say. And it, like, it goes back to the Kennedy assassination. If, if, if Oswald acted alone, why are you still holding 4,600 documents classified that we know of? Maybe there's more. Why are you still doing that? Why? Just that they BS us all the time. And that really is the problem. And Hochul's the same one who just came out this week and said there needs to be a re-education camp so that everybody can know exactly what the government wants you to know. And you'll know what is information and what is misinformation, according to what the government tells us. I mean, if it let's just put it this way. If it was an electric vehicle, they wouldn't want us to know because they wouldn't want people to think the electric vehicles explode, even though we know that they do. If it was Hamas, they would not want us to know because they would not want all the Democrats who support Palestine and Hamas to, uh, to look like they're supporting terrorists. So, And if it was just a guy who was, uh, who was wasted on the bridge, I, I don't know. I mean, that seems like the kind of thing you could rule out pretty quickly. But again... I'm just so cynical, and I think you are as well. These people just lie all the time. You know, they lie all the time about everything. And so, call me cynical. Here is uh, John Kirby, Admiral John Kirby, the Pentagon spokesperson. Just two days ago, they were uh, saying there was an elevated risk of terror attacks here at home. Cut number four. John, I was just curious. You mentioned Hamas still determined to try to carry out any sort of terrorist attack abroad. This Thanksgiving week, is there any elevated risk of terror attacks here at home? And are... Is the White House or NSC doing anything specific? Because of the holiday week, most people obviously kind of check out in D.C. I'm just curious, are you staffing up in a difference because of the terror threat? Uh, we're not tracking any specific credible threat uh, here at home um, over the holiday. That said, I think you can understand we, we're going to be as vigilant as we have been since this conflict began uh, and certainly make sure that, uh, that we to the best we can, can identify any potential domestic threats and disrupt them before they can take place. We're watching this all very, very closely for spillover effects from the, the fight between Israel and Hamas, both against the Jewish community and, of course, the Muslim community here in the United States. But again, I'm not tracking any specific credible threat that uh, that's being acted on at this time. I guess, I guess the problem is that you know that if it was, in fact, a Hamas sleeper cell, and I'm not saying it was, but if it was, they would, that would, they would not want that to get out. And if it wasn't EV, they wouldn't want that to get out either. I just don't trust these people. I just a very, very uh, hard time believing any of their BS. It's like Arlen Specter and the magic bullet theory. Like, come on, we're not that stupid. Give us a break. And if it was just a magic bullet and it was a single gunman on the grassy knoll or up in the bookshop, I mean, and nobody on the grassy knoll, then release all the classified documents. It's been 60 freaking years. Everybody involved is dead. Everybody who could have been involved is dead. And by the way, if the Russians were behind it, well, we're at war with them now. And a proxy war through Ukraine. So that would make them even look worse. So what are you waiting on? Is it because Cuba was involved? Is it because that Fidel Castro was involved and, and we're trying to protect the prime minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, who is the bastard love child of Fidel Castro? Uh, is that, that what is this is about? Not the official stance of the Rich Zioli show. We officially believe that Justin Trudeau is the son of Pierre Trudeau. Allegedly. <laughs> I had something in my teeth. I get in that, floss in that. Oh, prosciutto. Hello, prosciutto. Gabagool. Hello, gabagool in my teeth there. Uh, well, speaking of um, Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, who was almost a bastard love Trump, uh, here is he talking about. Oh, no. <laughs> I just, all I said was I needed to get some water. Here <laughs> was Trudeau today after the vehicle explosion. <laughs> uh, cut number three. 
Mr. Speaker, this is obviously a very serious situation in Niagara Falls. Uh, there was a vehicle explosion at the Rainbow Bridge crossing. I've been briefed by the NSIA and the Minister of Public Safety. Uh, CBSA, RCMP and Transport Canada are all fully engaged in providing the necessary support. There are a lot of questions and we are following up to try and get as many answers as rapidly as possible. Uh, we are in close contact with U.S. officials and we'll continue to work closely with them. Uh, we will continue to be engaged. We will provide updates. Uh, updates I can give right now is there are four border crossings that are right now closed. Rainbow Bridge, Whirlpool Bridge, Queenston Bridge, and Peach. Uh, additional measures are being uh, contemplated and activated at all border crossings across the country. Uh, we are taking this extraordinarily seriously. And, uh, Mr. Speaker, uh, I will have to excuse myself now uh, to go get further, uh, further uh, updates and uh, work on this very serious situation. Thank you. And get a Cuban sandwich, because he loves those. They're delicious. You get impressed on the nice bread. Uh, 855-839-1210. Well, I'm hungry. And it's a good thing that I'm hungry, because Omaha Steaks are waiting for me tonight. I love a great steak. And you know that I love Omaha Steaks, because they are absolutely the best of the best. In this day and age where China is buying up American farmland and buying up American food companies, it's good to know American Steaks is five generations. American-owned, American-raised beef, baby. It's a beautiful thing. And right now, for Cyber Monday, Black Friday, Cyber Monday coming up, I mean, I don't want to go shopping on Friday. I'm not going near a store. I'm going to sit online, omahasteaks.com, 50% off site-wide. And when you use my name, Zioli, at checkout, you're going to get an extra 30 bucks off your order. That's right, an extra $30 off your order. It's a great thing. It's easy to do, omahasteaks.com. And there's so much to choose from, not just steaks, although it is the best steak of your life, guaranteed. But also they've got chicken and pork, and they've got uh, seafood. They've got comfort meals that are easy to prepare. And with 50% off site-wide savings, minimum purchase may be uh, required, and $30 off at checkout when you use my name. Where else can you get $30 off at checkout for when you're buying food? With all the price of food, the increases we've seen, Omaha Steaks is still being incredibly competitive and giving you 50% off site-wide, which is fantastic. So, please... Reach out today by going to omahasteaks.com and at the checkout, put in my name, Zioli. Do it today. Thanks for listening to the Zioli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Susie made a great point on Twitter when she said, uh, so that mansion that Joe Biden's staying for for Thanksgiving is valued at $38.6 million. Yeah, you know, you'd hate to know if he inflated the value in any way, shape or form. Because then you'd have to go to prison, obviously, this billionaire where Joe Biden is spending his Thanksgiving sojourn in the must-win swing state of Massachusetts. I'm going to do a segment right now for you, and this segment is entitled, and this is what we're going to call the podcast, Matt DeSantis, Claire McCaskill Defends Hitler and Mussolini. All right? Now, I'm going to play this audio. I might stop it a few times. But this is a bizarre whack job, former Democrat Senator Claire McCaskill. But before I get to that, I just want to tell you this Thanksgiving, I am incredibly grateful to my friends at Cherry Hill Volvo for always being the Cherry Hill Volvo studio sponsor. I love that we broadcast live from the Cherry Hill Volvos. And on this Thanksgiving, I'm so thankful for their steadfast support. And I love my Volvo and I love the space. I love the room and I love the absolute treatment you get at Cherry Hill Volvo. And I love their aggressive pricing because on top of everything else that they always do at Cherry Hill Volvo, they also right now are doing a renovation. And as part of this renovation, they have to move cars. So in order to do that, they're giving you an extra $1,000 off a new Volvo, an extra $2,000 off if you use Volvo car financing or Volvo leasing, and $7,500 off a plug-in. So it's great. And Judith Krupnik and Yosef Cohen, the entire team, they are there for you every step of the way to give you exceptional customer service. And they always do the right thing. Now, maybe you want a certified pre-owned Volvo. Well, they're beautiful cars, like new without the new car price tag. Or perhaps you'd like um, to do what I do, which is care by Volvo at Cherry Hill Volvo. Because at care by Volvo, you get a new Volvo to drive every five months, or you can cancel the lease altogether or keep the Volvo you have. It's a beautiful thing. Either way, Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill, they're the ones who stand with us. Aggressive pricing, always going to get you the absolute best and you'll love driving it and i'm also thankful that for as we're coming up into the holidays now i know we're gonna get on the road and go up and see bridget's family that xc90 the third row family car oh it's a beautiful way to get there and nice and safe cherry hill volvo's where relationships matter so here is kathy hochel former united states senator msnbc mouthpiece 
defending Hitler and Mussolini. Take a listen. Well, I, I, let me even bring in uh, what I think is an, also a very dangerous thread to this conversation. Please. A lot of people have tried to draw similarities between Mussolini and Hitler and the use of the terminology like vermin and the, the, the drive that those men had towards autocracy and, and dictatorship. The difference, though, I think makes Donald Trump even more dangerous, and that is he has no philosophy he believes in. Stop it, right. Right there. Donald Trump is is worse than Hitler and Mussolini because he has no philosophy. Just think just think about this right now. Just think about what Claire McCaskill is saying right now. At least Hitler and Mussolini, as bad as they were, they had philosophies. I mean, sure, Hitler's philosophy was the master race and the extermination of the Jews, but it's a philosophy. At least Mussolini had a philosophy. I mean, it was fascism, authoritarian government, killing his political enemies, but it was a philosophy. Donald Trump doesn't even have that. So he's worse. He's worse than Hitler and Mussolini because at least they had philosophical principles. This is Claire McCaskill defending Hitler and Mussolini. All right, keep going. He is not trying to expand the boundaries of the United States of America. He's not trying to overcome a neighboring country like Putin is in Ukraine. He is not going for some grandiose scheme of international dominance. All he wants is to look in the mirror and see a guy who's president. All he cares about is stop selfish. it right there. And that's worse than Hitler and Mussolini. See, at least they had they had ideas. They had philosophies of taking over other countries and, you know, having a thousand year Reich and a master race. Trump doesn't even have that. All he wants to do is just look in the mirror and be president of the United States. So you see, he's worse than Hitler. He's worse than Mussolini. Those guys had plans. Those guys had ambition. They wanted to take over the world. I mean, you know, you got to give him credit for that. Am I right? Am I right? I mean, you can't make this up right now. You cannot make this up. A former United States senator sitting there and going on and explaining right now that Trump is worse because he doesn't have any philosophy and Hitler did. He doesn't have any ambitions. Hitler did. It's like, you know, I mean, I mean, for all you say about Hitler, he did want to. I mean, he did want to take over the world. Trump just wants to look in the mirror and be president, which is way worse. Am I right? Am I right? Narcissism way worse than genocide and world domination. Can we all can we all agree? Narcissism is way worse than that. Hmm, right. Am I, this is one of those moments where you, you expect to just hear crickets in the background and people going, did you just are, are, did you just say that Trump's worse than Hitler and Mussolini because those guys had philosophies and ambition? Did you did I did I just did did, did that just come out of your mouth? Because, you know what, Matt DeSantis, do me a favor. Back it up. Let's start over. Let's make sure I'm not mishearing, misunderstanding the former senator, Claire McCaskill, because it certainly sounds to me. Like she's saying, you know, for all the bad about Hitler and Mussolini, listen, the guys had philosophies. The guys had some ambition. They had some plans. Trump, all he wants to do is look in the mirror and be president, which is way worse. A narcissist who wants to look in the mirror, way worse than genocide, world domination and a thousand year Reich. Am I right? Take a listen. Well, I, I let me even bring in uh, what I think is an, also a very dangerous thread to this conversation. A lot of people have tried to draw similarities between Mussolini and Hitler and the use of the terminology like vermin and the, the, the drive that those men had towards autocracy and, and dictatorship. The difference, though, I think makes Donald Trump even more dangerous, and that is he has no philosophy he believes in. He is not trying to expand the boundaries of the United States of America. He's not trying to overcome a neighboring country like Putin is in Ukraine. He is not going for some grandiose scheme of international dominance. All he wants is to look in the mirror and see a guy who's president. All he cares about is selfish self-promotion. That's the only philosophy he has, which makes him even more dangerous because he has actually said out loud that it would be okay to terminate the Constitution to keep him in power. He said this. He actually said those words. And the irony is all of these supposed conservative folks that have populated the Republican Party all stood around and with their with their thumb in their mouth going, well, yeah, okay, I guess so. It's It's bizarre. No, what's bizarre, you lunatic, is that you just said that that Hitler and Mussolini are not as bad because at least they had philosophies and ambition of world domination. And Trump just wants to look in the mirror and be president. And that's way worse than what Hitler was trying to accomplish. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, my head is exploding right now. 
Claire McCaskill defends Hitler and Mussolini. That's what just happened. That is what you just heard right there. And only my brain can break it down for you like this, which is why you listen to the show. I'm the only one who can, who can walk away with that kind of a take. But I just, I just did. I broke it down for you. That's what a former Democrat United States senator is saying right now. That Hitler and Mussolini, they were not as bad as Trump because they had philosophy. Now, sure, the philosophy was a master race and, and domination and authoritarianism and fascism and, you know, Nazism. But um, it's philosophy. Hey, Trump, what do you got? Huh? What do you got? Magic eight ball? Huh? No, those guys had plans. Ah, sure, it involved, you know, genocide and, and you know, conquering nations and establishing, uh, you know, supremacy over them. But, Trump, what do you got? You got a mirror and you got your face in a mirror. Am I right? Am I right? Way worse. It's like you can't make this up. You can't make this up with these people. But this is the, um, you know, the magic bullet theory. Well, in addition to the magic bullet theory, there is the magic steering wheel theory. Matt DeSantis, do you know what the magic steering wheel theory is? (laughs) I'm ashamed to say I don't know what that is. The magic bullet theory, of course, was uh, projected by Arlen Specter to say that this pristine bullet was magic and it just wound up on the president's stretcher. And, you know, uh, the magic steering wheel theory was put forth by Cassidy Hutchinson, who used to work for President Donald Trump. The magic steering wheel theory is that President Trump on January 6th lunged forward to grab the steering wheel of the beast which is being driven by Secret Service agents, to turn the car, turn the magic steering wheel, and head to the Capitol. (laughs) The magic steering wheel theory. I like that. That's pretty good. Thank you. (laughs) So here's Cassidy Hutchinson, the mastermind behind the the magic steering wheel (laughs) theory, talking about why everybody should vote for Joe Biden. If they want democracy to survive, cut number seven. I, I know you've been reluctant to say who you're going to vote for, but would are you leaving the door open to voting for Joe Biden if it's between the two of them? I will say my door is completely shut to voting for Donald Trump. And the only reason that I will not endorse a candidate right now is because I still am hopeful that Donald Trump does not end up being the nominee next year. I think our country will be in a much better place overall not just for myself but the ticket and the future of our country will be but what i will say too though is i think everybody should vote for joe biden if they want our democracy to survive because democracy may not survive you know how they covered up for ray epps and said that he was not a fed and cbs news 60 minutes at a piece on him he and his wife holding hands together walking down the street poor ray epps the subject of a bizarre right-wing conspiracy suggesting that somehow he had something to do with orchestrating January 6th, that he might have been an undercover federal informant. Remember that whole thing? We played you the audio from that. New York Times did a glowing piece on him. Poor Ray Epps portrayed as something he's not. Ray Epps was the guy, of course, the day before saying, tomorrow we go in the Capitol, we go in the Capitol, and then the day of the Capitol telling people to go in the Capitol, in the Capitol. And and yet it's the the right wing that has painted a brush that this man could have been in some way a fed since he was never charged with anything of significance in January 6th. And he was telling people, literally telling people to go inside the building that day. Reason why Cassidy Hutchinson, the, the, the author of the magic steering wheel theory, says that democracy won't survive is the same reason why the media covers up for Ray Epps. Here's what I mean by that. There's a new poll out from Rasmussen Reports regarding January 6th and what people think about federal involvement in January 6th. Now, hat tip to my buddy Michael Pelka. This was in his morning prep today. It's very interesting. The question asked to people was, do you believe that the federal agents could have been involved in pushing January 6th? Rasmussen poll. When I get back, I'm going to share the results with you. And I'll tell you why it is so important that the media continue the narrative that Trump will destroy democracy and why they have to do that and why people like Cassidy Hutchinson, the, the mastermind behind the magic steering wheel theory, why they have to push this narrative over and over and over again. Now, listen, tomorrow we're all going to eat like kings, right? We're going to eat like King Philip the Unaccountable. We're going to fill up our bellies and you know, it'll feel great. And then on Friday, we're going to start thinking, eh, I don't know. Maybe I should uh, do something about this. Well, here's your chance. NJ Diet. NJDiet.com. Your chance to lose the weight for good. That's right. 
20 to 40 plus pounds gone in 40 days time with NJ Diet. That's all you got to do. Just go to njdiet.com or 855-5-NJ-DIET. You do that and you'll be on your way to losing weight. 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days time. 855-5-NJ-DIET. There are, there are locations nearby, King of Prussia, Cherry Hill, Newark, Delaware, or live online with video consultations at njdiet.com. You can do this. You get the doctor's personal email, the doctor's personal cell phone, and they're with you every step of the way. njdiet.com. Lose the weight for good. njdiet.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Let's see. Um, <laughs> covered a lot of ground. Very short period of time today. January 6th. There was a, uh, a comment that was made by, um, I forget who it was, some, some Democrat who was on Fox News or something today was going on. I think Mark Penn, the former pollster for Hillary Clinton. And, and, you know, Mark Penn was saying that at the end of the day, it's the economy, it's the border, it's all these things. These are the things that Americans are actually concerned about. That's what they're concerned about. And that's true. That's exactly right, which is why everybody has to keep hearing over and over again about the high holy day of the left, January 6th. It's exactly the reason why. And here's here's why. Because when you understand that Donald Trump did not start January 6th, that he's not the reason why January 6th happened, then you talk about other things. It's why they keep trying to shift the conversation back to the end of democracy, worse than Hitler, worse than Mussolini. If you focus on the issues, he wins. If you focus on the destruction of democracy as we know it and the end of the world and a genocidal maniac, well, then maybe people think twice. But it's not working. And here's the proof. Rasmussen reports, how likely is it that undercover government agents help provoke the Capitol riot? Democrats, 59% say it's likely. Republicans, 74% say it's likely that undercover government agents help provoke the Capitol riot. But what about the crucial independent voters, the ones who everybody's always fighting over, like the kids, you know, you're fighting for the kids. You want them. It's like a bad divorce or something. And you want the kids. And yeah, you're fighting for them. And well, among independents, 62 percent believe federal agents were involved in the Capitol riot, provoking it, helping to provoke it. Now, as more information comes to light, as more of these videos come to light and people start to think about that, you're going to hear more and more talk about why Donald Trump is worse than Hitler and worse than Mussolini. And I and, and look, to Claire McCaskill's credit, she brought Mussolini up because usually he's left out. It's like, you know, the le- the lesser fascist dictator. They don't bring him up. But he was you know, a bad dude. But if people don't think Trump is really like that because they tried this narrative in 2016, Why do they think it's going to work in 2024 that he's Hitler and Mussolini? Why at the end of democracy? And if it didn't happen, then why would if if people didn't buy into that narrative then? Why would they buy into it now? And they know for four years as president, he didn't do any of those things. So then January 6th happens. January 6th happens. and, And a majority of Americans, an overwhelming majority, I would argue, believe that the feds probably provoked the Capitol riot. 
In other words, it's not working. The narrative that Trump is going to destroy democracy, it's not working. People don't believe it. People, Despite the January 6th show in prime time and January 6th on ICE and uh, the masked insurrectionist and all the shows that they had on C-SPAN, the Oak Show, as they tried to get millions of Americans to just dial in on it, people didn't care. They didn't care. And they don't care. They care about their life and they care about the economy and they care about these things. And if you ask the average person, hey, do you think the feds might have, might have played a role in provoking this? And they go, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, there probably were some undercover feds there that day. I mean, they, they see with their own eyes Ray Epps getting kid gloves treatment, being told to turn around and nothing happens to him after he's telling everybody to go inside the Capitol. They, they see this stuff. It's like, you know, I think our BS radar is probably higher now than it's ever been. You know, the CIA has been editing WikiLeaks for 15 years now, the Central Intelligence Agency. They've been editing WikiLeaks for 15 years, according to the founder of WikiLeaks. I'm not WikiLeaks. I'm sorry, Wikipedia. Not WikiLeaks. Wikipedia. WikiLeaks is obviously something the CIA wanted to shut down, obviously, and they did by going after Julian Assange. But Wikipedia which is this open source platform where you can post articles and things. And the CIA has been editing that for at least 15 years, according to the guy who founded Wikipedia. So I think, I think, I think our, BS, our, our BS radar is very, very high. It's like, again, on the 60th anniversary of President Kennedy's assassination today, there's a whole lot of us wondering, like what Jack Carr said, why are 6,500 documents still classified? Why? Why, why, is, why is that going on? What's happening with that? And then the other problem, too, is that when we have this bridge explosion today, it probably was nothing. It probably was a minor thing. But I don't believe them anymore. I believe that whatever information they put out is the information they want us to know. Because we've seen this. We've seen this with COVID. We've seen this with the Hunter Biden laptop. They just lie to us all the time. They lie to us all the time. Oh, by the way, a local uh, story for you making national news, probably international news at this point, a trans swimmer breaks the New Jersey college record after switching from the men's team to the women's team. Ramapo College deletes a post congratulating the trans swimmer after ex-NCA athlete called out the school. That would be Riley Gaines. A transgender swimmer at Ramapo College of New Jersey broke a women's school record over the weekend after competing for the men's team for three years. Megan Cortez Fields won first place and broke a school record in the 100-yard butterfly with a time of 57.22 at the Cougar Splash Invitational, a two-day meet between six schools in Dallas, Pennsylvania. She also came in first place in the – I'm reading this from Fox News. I'm going to say he. He also came in first place in the 200-yard individual medley and earned second place in the 200-yard butterfly. The Ramapo swim team congratulated Cortez Fields on Instagram for breaking the school record, but deleted the post from after after former NCAA swimmer Riley Gaines drew attention to the results on X. And this is what Riley Gaines said. The Ramapo College Instagram account that posted the photo of the male swimmer has now deleted the post. They always hate the public attention after being called out for their discrimination and mistreatment of women. This is a dude, this is a man, I apologize for saying she, I was just reading the Fox News article and obviously that's how they wrote it. Ramapo College swimmer in New Jersey goes from less than mediocre male swimmer to a record smasher competing against the women. Where have we seen this before? Hashtag save women's sports. And this dude was a mediocre swimmer by every account, an incredibly mediocre swimmer. Now a champion, a champion. Those who choose to remain blind to the injustice of allowing mediocre male athletes to become record-breaking female athletes are either incompetent or misogynist. There is no in-between anymore, Gaines said. Women are being asked to smile and step aside and allow these men onto our teams, all the while stripping us of our opportunities, privacy, and safety. Exactly right. The incident at Rampo College shouldn't be a shock to anyone, considering we've seen virtually the same story time and time again, with no people in leadership positions willing to take a stand for women. Good for her. Good for her. For Riley Gaines, it is. Good for her. Uh, Road Warrior had a suggestion for Matt DeSantis. Matt DeSantis, what did Road Warrior suggest to you on the uh, social media platform formerly known as Twitter? <laughs> he said he'll buy lunch for a month if I substitute um, a Fidel speech for that Justin Trudeau presser. That'd be fantastic. I'll double <laughs> down. I'll buy funny. dinner for a month. Oh, you wow. get lunch and dinner. Now, will Coca-Colas be served with lunch and dinner, or is this food only? It will be unlimited refills oh, wow. for you, Matt DeSantis. That's, that's quite an offer.
Yes, unlimited <laughs> refills. I had to make sure that the uh, refrigerator was well stocked with Coca-Colas for Thanksgiving. I can't enjoy the Thanksgiving meal without the Coca-Colas. Um, by the way, speaking of uh, DeSantis, the head of the pro-DeSantis Super PAC steps down. The head of a Super PAC backing Ron DeSantis announced Wednesday he's stepping down from his post. That just happened. Uh, Matt DeSantis, traitorous, I am very <laughs> thankful for you as my executive producer this Thank you. holiday season. Very grateful to you and Henry nice. Maserati, Machette. Uh, and uh, also... Since I'm grateful for you, let me just acknowledge again how Justin Trudeau is the bastard love child of Fidel Castro. <laughs> no, that is not the official stance of the Rich Zioli show. We believe that Justin Trudeau is the son of Pierre Trudeau. <laughs> Jimmy, I'm grateful for you for all the filling work as well. Thank oh, you. Thank you very much. Even though I've messed up on some IDs and couldn't really get the sound going. But it's Listen, awesome. never <laughs> let him see you sweat. Never tell him no. you made a mistake. Never. I'm just. But I'm, mostly, I'm too tired to sweat right now. That's it. You know exactly. I mean? We all are. But mostly, yeah. I am so grateful to the Zioli Army for listening every single day to the show. So thank you. I am truly grateful from the bottom of my heart. Uh, it's almost been. Uh, well, it's been over a year since we're back in afternoons. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here every day. Thank you for listening on the podcast. Thank you for telling your friends about the show. Thank you for getting the message out there because you are our marketing department. And I want you to know I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. I'm living my dream because you listen, so thank you. Thank you for listening. It means more than you can ever imagine. More than you could ever fa uh, imagine. I'll just go with that. So thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, every ounce of my heart. My kids thank you too, by the way, because it's nice they're able to eat. It's, it's nice that they're able to eat every day, and that's also because of you and because you support our sponsors. So have a very happy Thanksgiving. God bless to you and your family. Enjoy it. And I also want to say thank you to my buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria, for being a great dentist and a great friend of the show and for giving everybody such beautiful smiles because Dr. Mike Venaria is absolutely the best of the best. When it comes to dental implants, these are very complicated things. You want to make sure you're not just going to any dentist. You want to go to my guy. That's Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com, V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com. Two offices to serve you, Cinnaminson and Woodbury, right over the bridge. Easy to get to from wherever you are, so don't wait. Get to Dr. Mike today. I'll be seeing Mama Zioli tomorrow for Turkey Day as I deep fry the turkey. And Mama Zioli discovered Dr. Mike for me. She travels up to see him from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So wherever you are, it's worth going to see Dr. Mike Venaria. If you've ever had a consultation for a complicated dental procedure like implants, get a second opinion from Dr. Mike. VenariaDental.com, V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com, my buddy, my guy, Mike Venaria. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 